I'm not even going to ask. Truth be told, you're tired of living your life in cycles. You're tired of taking 10 steps forward just to be kicked 20 steps back. You're tired of setting goals for yourself that you never seem to meet and unrealistic expectations that others never seem to satisfy. Well, this podcast is for you. We've all been fat lives, held on to things we should have let go, and kept going in a direction when we should have stopped. The Gratitude Podcast is here to show you the way you should live life from higher perspective. Press play and be guided into all truth. Yo, I know it's been a minute, but we are back again with the God of Truth podcast. And of course, if you have not, please go ahead, listen to the previous episodes. Now, we've been focusing on not guilty, living a not guilty life, living the Christ life, which is a life of freedom. And, you know, we're going through a bunch of different steps on how to make this happen. So prior to this episode, you know, we settled on step (laughs) 2.5. So we finally made it to step three. The third step to living a not guilty life involves changing your mindset to change your behavior. We're going to take a more life application approach today. What does that mean? A changed mind. The human is made up of three compartments, the spirit, the soul, and the body. So Today we're just going to focus on the soul, and the soul is comprised of your mind, will, and emotions. The mind is an abstract concept used to categorize thoughts, feelings, subjective states, and self-awareness that presumably arise from the brain. You see, the state of our minds will influence our will and emotions. It will influence our ability to do and how we feel about the things we do. If our mind can truly grasp the concept of what it means to be not guilty, then our behaviors will eventually change. We will stop responding to things or engaging in actions that bring that state of self-condemnation. So how do we grasp this concept? Let's go ahead and take a look at Romans 12 verse 2. This says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, as children of God, we do not act or think like people of the world. We think with the mind of Christ. We don't look for approval or validation from those around us. We do not address issues like the world does. We do not even think like them. You see, the process of renewing your mind is through reading God's word and finding out what it says about the guilt-free man. What are the boundaries? Or beg to correct myself, the absence of boundaries. It's literally like an inward transformation that reforms the way of thinking. So let's go ahead and take a moment and ask ourselves this question. How does God want me to live this life with no condemnation? You see, the more you expose yourself to the word of God, you know his thoughts. And the Holy Spirit teaches you what you shouldn't and shouldn't do. 
So if you're trying to figure out how do we live the life of no condemnation, take a look at Christ. Take a look at Jesus. He was literally the perfect example, the perfect template of what it means to live a guilt-free life, a life of no condemnation. However, we don't forget that we are people and we sometimes do the wrong thing. We sometimes do the wrong thing that make us feel guilty. However, because we have the Holy Spirit, though, we're not shamed or actually condemned, but we, we're being convicted. And if you want to know the difference, go ahead and check out episode one. But for the sake of understanding, we're going to just go ahead and talk about it real quick. So when we go ahead and we look at guilt, right? Guilt is more so that feeling of remorse or responsibility for something that you've done wrong or you think that you did wrong. Sometimes it's related to a specific action like making a mistake, committing an offense, or hurting someone intentionally or unintentionally. While on the other hand, we have shame. And shame is that feeling that you are bad, you are worthy of contempt, or you're basically an inadequate person. So let's go ahead and just give a quick example of this. So let's say, and because sometimes we do make a mistake, you know, let's say someone gets into a fight and the result of this fight was probably somebody being knocked unconscious, someone dying, you choose. However, you were the, probably the cause of that person dying or being unconscious. Now what guilt does, guilt says, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I completely regret this thing and I wish I probably would have never done this. And you just have this terrible feeling. Meanwhile, the shame of this is like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want anyone to find out that this happened. I may not necessarily feel bad about it, but I'll only feel bad if somebody else knows. Because why? This takes a shot to my ego. This takes a shot to who I am as a person, my character. And it basically shows that I'm a worthless person. But now when we take a step back and we think of conviction, which is basically how the Holy Spirit lets us know that we did something wrong, you know, conviction is, let's go ahead and say just a little bit more subtle. It doesn't make you feel shame. It doesn't make you feel guilty, but it basically points out the wrong that was done and then says, you know what, this could have been done better. There's a better way to do this, you know? So for example, that same bar fight, someone gets hurt, someone dies, the Holy Spirit would say, you did this wrong thing, here's a better way that you should have done it and now you have the knowledge, you have the know-how, you know what it is that you need to do to not make that mistake again. Of course, you might still feel some remorse, but it's not enough to cripple you or make you feel less worthy of God's love. And this shows us why we need the Father's love so much. This shows us why it's so important to understand what it means to live a guilt-free life, that not guilty life. You see, during this life, we're going to make mistakes. 
yes, okay, we are Christian, but that, that doesn't mean that we are mistakeless. That means, and if we were, that means that we wouldn't need God. So we are constantly working out our salvation, constantly improving to be better and, well, to be better versions of ourselves. We're going to make mistakes. And this is where the second portion of that scripture comes in. It helps prevent us from making mistakes, but also but also helps us when we do. So if we go back to that same Romans 12 verse 2, it says, then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It says that you will be able to know what you ha- when you have done something wrong and disapprove. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us that. Because we have the word of God, we have that measurement of what is good, what we should be doing, and what we shouldn't be doing. Knowing if we did something wrong, knowing if we did something right, and because we meditate, because we allow our minds to be transformed by the word of God, we're able to know what God would want us to do. You know, this keeps us from building up pride. It keeps us humble and submitted to God because why? It's no longer about our own will. It's no longer about our own self. However, you know, if you were to ask yourself, God, am I doing what you want me to do? Am I only doing this based off how I feel or for my own personal ambitions? You know, this might seem like a good thing, but is this the thing that you want me to do? Is this something that is pleasing to you? Is this in your perfect will? When was the last time you did a hard check and asked? Hmm. Am I feeling guilty, shamed, or convicted? And if so, why? Was the Holy Spirit highlighting something to me and I ignored? You see, simply taking the time out to ask yourself these questions, ask God these questions, will empower you to discern what His will is. And it will help you to live a life satisfying unto God, a life that's pleasing. And by the way, it just makes life easier to know that you're walking in the will of God and not outside it. You don't want to keep circling back, wondering why something isn't happening, wondering why you're still going through the same cycles and the same tests. Go ahead and ask yourself, Lord, go ahead and ask God, like, Am I really walking in your will? Am I really walking in your purpose and your plan? Or am I deviating from it? Am I doing what it is that you want me to do? And I know we're taking a completely different approach from what we're used to, but it's important for us to ask these questions. It's important for us to say, you know what? What happens when we actually do feel guilty when we're not? What happens? And how does this help us? You see, just because we are not guilty does not mean we are not immune to the feeling of guilt. However, if our mindset is on things above, we have a greater chance of skipping the feeling of guilt and understanding God's love through conviction of the Holy Spirit. When we really experience that feeling of guilt, it comes back to our perception of the situation or our outlook, our 
understanding or a lack thereof. So take a moment and ask, you know, do I feel guilty about this thing because of how I'm seeing it? Or am I feeling conviction or receiving conviction because I'm allowing my mind to be set on things above? I'm allowing my mind to realize, you know what, even if I did this thing, if I made a mistake, at the end of the day, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. So you know what, God? I'm going to take the lesson out of this. I'm going to take the blessing out of this. I'm going to take whatever it is that you need me to take out of this. You know, whether it be by something that I did or should have done, I choose to set my mind on things above. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, you guys know the scripture. And if not, take a moment and Google it. That's your homework. Take a moment and Google it. Alright, so here are takeaways from step three. To fully live the not guilty life, we have to recognize that when we change our mind, we change our behavior. In order to change our minds, we have to constantly live in the word of God. The scripture says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what is God's perfect will, whatever is good, pleasing, and perfect (laughs) so at the end of the day we all make mistakes but we have the holy spirit that convicts us and helps us to get back on the right path we go ahead and we always look at christ for the example of how we should live and if this is your first time on the podcast second third returner we just want to go ahead and say thank you thank you for listening thank you for being a good support and if you are listening and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we just want to go ahead and take this moment and extend the invite to you. You can pray this simple prayer and it says, Lord Jesus, for too long I kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully received your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I would just like to go ahead and congratulate you if you prayed that simple prayer. Of course, it's a big welcome to the family. And remember, all of heaven is rejoicing over you because why? You are no longer lost. You're no longer a lost sheep, but you are in the family. You are in the shepherd's hands. You are now being led by Jesus. So I rejoice with you. Go ahead. I strongly encourage you to be bold, free, living that not guilty life because Christ died for you, because you are now a son in your father's house, you are a daughter, and you have all the access that you need. Go ahead, 
Find the church, find like-minded believers, fellowship, grow in the word, be intentional, and truly watch your life change and bloom.